Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, so we have been trekking through the Lord's Prayer, trying to understand what these petitions mean, trying to talk about prayer in general. If you've missed any of those past broadcasts, just go to ReformationVoice.com. You can find them there. Today, we're looking at the second petition of the Lord's Prayer, The Lord's Prayer is often divided up into six petitions, that is six requests that Jesus teaches the church to pray for from God. So here's the Lord's Prayer in its whole. It's found in Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Jesus says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, last time we saw that the first petition was, hallowed be your name. The second one is simply this, your kingdom come. So what does Jesus mean here by your kingdom come, by teaching us to pray that? Uh, in, In Mark's gospel, uh, when Jesus begins his public ministry, the very first uh, words out of his mouth, he says, the time is fulfilled. Uh, the kingdom of God is at hand. Um, in his ministry, in his, in, in his, uh, in, in the ministry of Jesus, the kingdom of, the kingdom of God, the kingly reign of God is breaking into the world, has, has come into the world. Mm-hmm. And most of all, in his victory on the cross and his resurrection victory over death, the kingdom of God has come into the world. And so when we pray, your kingdom come or thy kingdom come, uh, depending on how we we pray it, uh, we are praying along with Jesus that the the kingly reign of God would come more and more and more into the world. Mm. And that God's kingly, good kingly reign would be known in the world. And really you, you have this in, in maybe three different components. You, you have it in matters of salvation. You have it in the matters of the church. You have it in the matter of the, the ultimate fulfillment of that in Jesus coming again. Um, so his kingdom comes when, because really there are two kingdoms in the world. There's right. the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the devil. And mm-hmm. you belong to one of those. Mm-hmm. Right. And so on on one level, God's kingdom comes when people are born again. When they yes. come to saving faith in Jesus Christ, the kingdom is going forward. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but it's also on a church level. We're praying that God would increase his church, that the church would, would grow. Uh, it's really what the, the book of Acts talked about, that the word of God went forth. And as the word of God went forth with the work of the spirit, the church grew. 
um, and, and continue to increase. But we're also pl- praying for the return of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. right? That ultimately the King would come, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. the work that Phil talked about that was begun with the first coming of Jesus Christ, that the the kingdom had come, that the kingdom would be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just different aspects of of what's going on with thy, thy kingdom come that, that's in play here, individually the church and ultimately the fulfillment of all things. Mm-hmm. And those are all important aspects. And, you know, uh, Augustine wrote in his work, uh, The City of God, he said he reminded us that there were these two kingdoms, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of man. Uh, each of those kingdoms has its own rulers. Um, we've been translated from the kingdom uh, from the kingdom of Satan into the kingdom of God's dear Son, um, but and we want to see that happen more and more. Uh, you know, under under Satan's rule, the prince and power of the air. You know, he he you know he works in the hearts of those who are disobedient and 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 brings about that wickedness. We we want to see God's kingdom spread in the hearts and lives of men and women throughout the world. And, and so we're praying toward that end. Uh, we understand that one day um, there will be that complete victory. Where, and, and even now, you know, the, it says in Daniel, the Lord established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. We want, we want that to be felt and known and, and uh, transparent in this, in this world. Yeah. You know, uh, it occurs to me that what Jesus is modeling for us here, and, and once again, this prayer is given, we, we pray it word for word, but it's also given as a model for prayer. And this is modeling for us, pray big prayers. Yes. There's always a temptation to pray, to pray small prayers, uh, my own small little, that my own little vision would be fulfilled, mm-hmm. my own, my own individual aspirations uh, and needs would be met. No, <laughs> your kingdom come, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a big prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a prayer for a revival. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that's so, we've talked about this recently as we gathered to to talk about future conferences that we want to do together. We want to do one on revival because Reformed Christians especially should be so concerned about revival because this is what the Lord tells us to pray for, your kingdom come. What would that look like if God's kingdom were to come on earth? We would be... Oh my goodness, we would be we would be freaked out on one level if God actually showed up, and um, so many things would would just radically change. Yeah, um, it, Russ was pointing out earlier we're we're praying for conversion. Uh, we're, when we say Your kingdom come, uh, we're praying that people would be born again, uh, that lives would be transformed, uh, that the salt and light of the gospel. Uh, would have uh, an impact in the world. This this is a big, big prayer. It's it's a it, it's a a vision for something so much greater than myself. And and in that sense, it's a very liberating vision. Yeah. But if you think about it, I mean, when you're praying these things, you should expect that there's going to be resistance mm-hmm. because you, we're yes. we're involved in this battle for for souls, mm-hmm. and the one that is of the kingdom of of darkness doesn't want to lose them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this is a prayer that challenges the very heart of the fundamental conflict that has been around since the, the, the beginning of time. And, to, and to piggyback on that, G.I. Williamson, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it's no, such a good quote. He says, this is what we mean when we pray this petition. We are praying for war. 
for conflict and victory, a world in which everything will wholly be on God's side. And, and mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's why it's so important that we're that we're we're praying this to a God that's Almighty, mm-hmm. and that's why I I think Phil's comment is so important. We're praying big prayers. Mm-hmm. I mean, years ago, I don't remember how long ago Bruce Wilkinson's book, The Prayer of Jabez, came out, and um, I think he got a lot of things wrong. But one of the things that he got right was that we too often pray too small of prayers. Mm-hmm. We need to pray larger prayers mm-hmm. because we need to know the identity of who we're coming to, yeah. the Father who's in heaven, reigning and ruling over all things. Um, and we want him to, to, to increase his church and protect it. So he's not just adding to it. He He's protecting that which he adds. So can I ask it, a it, clarifying question then? So when we're praying for God's kingdom to come, are we saying that God is currently not in control of no, what we see? No, on we're, what, the earth? We're, what we're trying, what we're praying is the plan and purpose and progress of God's kingdom. We're praying for the rule and reign of God in the hearts and lives of men. Mm-hmm. We're praying that about ourselves as well. You know, the, to be a Christian is to ask God to set up His throne and be king and supreme over our lives mm-hmm. as you know there's a little hymn or a poem by francis ridley havergale that said take my heart it is thy own it shall be thy royal throne mm-hmm. we're praying that he sets up his kingdom and that it, it, you know you know it actually begins with us as well we're praying that for ourselves and for others yeah um we could uh, we could spend a whole we could spend several shows talking about the nature of the kingdom of God and mm-hmm. and what Jesus is talking about when he talks about the, the kingdom of God and um but it has it has this mysterious sense that the kingdom has come right the kingdom is already here um but it will come in its fullness one day when when Christ returns and we're not just to be. Forthright, we're not actually talking about when he comes and establishes a thousand-year reign here on earth. Yes, what right. we're talking about is the fruition of the kingdom with the second coming of Christ, which brings all things to an end. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're not looking for a literal reign, thousand-year reign of Christ. What we're saying is right now he reigns in um, seed form, but the fullness comes when he comes again and, and completely vanquishes all things that stand opposed to him. That's Revelation 19. Yeah. And and all things are done. It really is Psalm 2 that the nations are raging right now that they take their stand against the Lord's anointed, but the king laughs because that stand is so pathetic that he's like, it's not even worthy of my full attention because it's so paltry. It's just mm-hmm. so weak. And that's Revelation 13 and 14. Mm-hmm. Revelation 13 is the nations taking their stand. Revelation 14 is the king ruling with a rod of iron, mm-hmm. destroying all those things that are opposed to him. Mm-hmm. And so we're praying something that we know the outcome, yeah. that Jesus Christ is coming in you, all of his fullness. Do you guys think it's an overstatement to say that God's kingdom is seen most here in this age in, in the conversions of, of sinners? Do you think it's an overstatement? No, I think that's that's true. Um, one of the things Phil 
pointed out earlier, he, he talked about um, Mark, you know, in Mark, or I guess he talked about Mark, but also in Matthew, you find uh, Jesus saying, if I drive out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. And one of the, you know, one of the ways we see that is in the conversion, in the transformation of, of individual lives and, and that spread throughout the world. Yeah, because we're but not we, talking about bricks and mortar and, yeah, and stuff but, like that. Yeah, and in the end, we realize that the kingdom of God has broken in. But it's, as uh, some people say, it's already but not yet. There is, a, there is a fullness that we're waiting for, that we're praying for. And, and so we're reminded that the kingdom is not here in all of its fullness. And that's why we still pray for it. Yeah. The king has come. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Lord Jesus has appeared on the earth, um, but he's going to come in his fullness. Well, well, think about World War II, D-Day was the first coming of Jesus Christ. The war was decided mm-hmm. at that point. Everybody knew the end was, was, was the outcome was decided, but there was mm-hmm. some mopping up to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's where we're in right now. It, the, the completion is, is for sure. D-Day has arrived. D-Day was the cross. The, the VE day has not quite come. D-Day was the cross that's when right. he destroyed the work of the devil. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and it, it was mentioned, I think the way you framed the question um, Josh was uh, is conversion the primary uh, means or way, way that we see the kingdom coming into the world and I, and I, I would certainly say uh, yeah perhaps the primary whenever whenever a heart surrenders to King Jesus that's the kingdom coming into the world yes. when, whenever someone is made new is born again that's the kingdom coming into the world but it's also uh, when the poor are served in the name of Jesus, when the hungry are fed in the name of, and, and I mean the literally hungry, uh, when the hungry are fed in the name of Jesus, uh, you know, down at, the, down at the Boise Rescue Mission, when somebody's put a roof, gets a roof over their head for the night and a warm meal, that's the kingdom at work. Well, when, we, when that we, gift is given in the name of Jesus. Well, you've been listening to The Gospel for Life. We thank you so much for listening. Please uh, catch us on iTunes. Just type in The Gospel for Life and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. 